Hey everybody, welcome to Hireth and Other Words, a uh, podcast about spirituality and theology, philosophy, and kind of how to all integrate that into your everyday life. And I'm here today with Margaret Kinsey, also known as my mother. Uh, <laughs> we used to host a podcast together called the Spiritually Speaking Podcast. That's still all all up online. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. But hi, Mom. How you hi, doing? Hi, son. <laughs> How are you? Good. Thank you for having me back again. Oh, no problem. I I feel like people really enjoy when we have these conversations, and so it's it's nice to be able to share those with people. I was thinking that this morning driving up, I thought, you know, it's when you have a baby and you're looking at them and they're just pooping and, and doing and causing you all kinds of trouble, and you think to yourself, what did I do this for? I must have been out of my mind. And then the best part about being a parent is being able to talk to the child as an adult. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I sh- love it. I'm sure it's a very, a very trippy experience because, as you know, like I, I live next to a three-year-old, and like I've known him since he was born, and yeah. so to see him go from like a puddle of flesh and bones to someone that has you know opinions on things, it gets frustrated, has a personality. <laughs> it's so crazy because I'm just, I look at him and I try to do the math in my head of like. How did you go from nothing to a personality? You know, like what has to develop and it like freaks you out. Yeah. yeah, it's weird because there's also like how much of that is, um, you know, genetic or how much of it is just. What? I can remember you even walking through the door, and I'd have to say to myself, "That's your son." Like it doesn't click, huh. you know. It does when you're walking around and holding them all the time and stuff. But once you go away and come back and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're related. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's a trippy experience. It is trippy. Wait till you see. Yeah. So, okay. So for those of you listening uh, who don't know, my mom is a psychic medium and reads tarot cards, uh, reads palms, uh, hosts a spiritual retreat out of where she lives. And you've been doing this for... 31 years. 31 years. Goes with your age. Yeah. Well, I'm 30. 30 then. In December, it'll be 30, 31. 31. And so will I. My goodness. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about just me being old and not, not what you've been doing. Goes but quick. I, I say all that to say that you've been doing this for a long time. You've yes, been I on have. this this It was path. a hobby that turned into a business, and it's just, it's just fun helping people, you know? Mm-hmm. I was thinking that when you're younger, um, one of the best things that about, it's very confusing time and all that, but one of the neat things about being younger is you can get direction from some people that, it's easy to see who made it, who did mm-hmm. it in your mind, or who's doing things that you like and who mm-hmm. isn't. So if you want to, uh, but it would really help on your growth path is if you find somebody that you think's got it going on mm-hmm. and you can learn off of them, you know, mm. but because how, they already went through 30 years of classes or whatever that you haven't done yet, you know. Right. But how do you gauge if somebody's has it going on? Or is it's, well, it's just you, you, you get him, mm-hmm. you get him, mm-hmm. you know, like I would, there was... I would go to Miriam Berry down in mm-hmm. Bethlehem and I saw her doing this and helping people and making a living. And I thought, wow, I never really thought about doing it, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to George, my shaman, and he would talk to me about, you know, connecting and spiritual stuff and everything. So I really only had two people that I knew were doing it at the time, yeah. 30 years ago, but they were really good and really trained. And, and so, well, I mean, it gives you something to look forward to, you know, you're like, okay, if I can be as, do this for a living who wouldn't love that so that's all it is it's not so much who made it and who didn't mm-hmm. but who you see as somebody that's getting they're happy with their life they're 
you know, got yeah, it. They're at, they're at the place that it seems that you should know intuitively that, that you want to be at or something like that. That's or, right. Or yeah. just... They call them role models or whatever, you know, but, right. you know, picking their brains and, and getting, you know, just paying attention to how they got, it's a big help, I think, mm-hmm. versus just going with your friends because you're both at the same stage in the Well, yeah, I mean, essentially what you're saying is that you need healthy mentors that are pointing you in the right direction. That's correct. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you always did want to word it. Well, I him and haul around, but. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I think, I don't know. The. I, I feel like I haven't had many of good role models in my life in yeah, that area. And it's so not a lot. right. So it's it's hard to find someone who, you know, is is compassionate, doesn't really deal with ideologies, sees the bigger picture, has a good connection back to God, you know, all those things. It's if that's what you're looking for, yeah. Yeah. Well right. So I think and every person has their own thing that they're looking for and their own path that they're on and, yeah. and, and but all if that you stuff. can find somebody that has that ahead of time. And not you're not going to be them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can learn from people that are doing what. Yeah. And that actually is a good entrance to what I wanted to talk to you about today. Sure. Go ahead. Um, you know, we find ourselves. I'm getting a lot of people calling and checking. Uh, you know, what do we do now? Oh my God, what's crisis? Blah blah blah. And uh, so, I always try to think, and I know this sounds silly, but I think to myself, God doesn't hate you. So if, if this is going on, then you need to figure out what the message is or what the blessing is, you know? Mm-hmm. So in thinking about this, um, I thought about like maybe what God is giving us a chance here is for all of us to just maybe take another look at where we were headed in life and what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Because for some people, some people loved what they were doing and they can go back to doing it, I'm sure, again in no time. But other people might want to take this as a chance to restart or regroup or take another look around at, at how they want to spend their time. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good time to sit back and be introspective. I mean, because, I mean, I, re- I remember thinking that at the beginning of quarantine, right now we're about, geez, I don't know, quarantine started in May? January, well, February, March, like March. March. No, it yeah, started in March. March, and then it's still going now in the first day of August, you know, t- to a lesser degree. But I remember thinking at the beginning that, like, hopefully people use this time to sit de- sit down and do some introspective reflecting. Yeah. And, and it starts with being honest with yourself, you know. Um, you know the story. I was with AT&T for quite a long time. And um, I remember thinking to myself, I don't even want to get out of bed. You know, like I... And it was a great paying job. I could have stayed there till the day I died. But I remember... When my life got to the point where it was like, I just, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, they're not, I'm not running me. Mm-hmm. They're running me. Mm-hmm. So, I, what I always propose to to people is take some time and think about what's really going to make you happy. And then put some goals together to make that happen. Like, right. don't just run out and say, I'm going to change this and change that. You know, you need to spend some time thinking about it. Yeah. So. One of the most constructive ways that I've been able to relate to people on how to get moving on in this kind of environment. Let me just say something else that's at the top of my mind. I remember my mother telling me about um, a friend of hers, Madeline, whose husband was away for four years at the war. Mm. And so he just like went away. And she had, it wasn't a couple months, it was four years mm. that she had to raise her children and handle, you know, and this guy was gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And he came back and they stayed married till they were 80, happy ending, la, la, la. But I thought to myself, you know, this isn't, this challenge that we have right now isn't 
is anything new. really compared to what some people have gone through in the school, you know? Well, I mean, even like the fact that we have technology, you know, makes it at, yeah, like, you can still see people. Right. And, stuff. and like, I, you know, we, I've talked to several people that, I mean, everyone agrees that if we didn't have the technology that we currently have, I think a lot of people, well, I think a lot of people, given, I think a lot of people would be a lot more depressed than they currently are, but I also think that social media provides a lot of the anxiety and depression that people struggle with. So it's hard to say that if we didn't have social media or whatever during this time, would we be better because we just don't know we've, you know, we just have it, you know? Well, and again, you're in control of it too. That's true. What you listen to and what you watch and all that's up to... I mean, you, you put anybody in front of the TV and make them listen to this stuff over and over and over again, and they're going to get depressed, you yeah. know, because there's no opposite, and all they're showing is negative. But anyhow, um, back to what I was thinking. So so I was going back to, like, I want to talk about some spiritual skills that I had learned on how to get through this kind of stuff in your life. Mm-hmm. So the one, you know, I teach. I've been teaching for years. Um I'm trying to teach everybody to how to like logically go through their life mm-hmm. and and uh, skills that will help you be successful. Mm-hmm. So I've always used analogies. Mm-hmm. And I did put that little book together, Welcome to the Earth University. And basically the thought behind that was, if you think about this bit just being an, a, a big school, this helped me out a lot. So I would picture myself in the school and I would try to go like set up a homeroom mm-hmm. that was correct and set up a wing and set up my electives and set up my classrooms my classmates picking them correctly um, so to back up a little bit if you think of it as a school one of the things I think people are struggling with right now is when you're a kid they give you a schedule and this is like this is your school this is your schedule and you have to take all these classes whether you like it or not and, and it really gives people a bad taste in their mouth because it's like this doesn't interest me at all Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because we're raised like that, every year you get your schedule, every year these are your teachers, you have no say, that's it. Right. So when we get to be adults, we might pick a couple classes and think that we're stuck there. Mm-hmm. But or we don't have any choices. But that's the best part of being out of school. Yeah. Is now you're 18 and the whole school and all the classes and everything you could possibly want to take are open to you. Right. So you're only as restricted as you allow yourself to be. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of people have said to me, well, it costs too much to do this class. Or that. And it's like, hey, you made it to Taiwan on a, you know, a song and a dance, right? Right. So it, do- it doesn't necessarily mean that there needs to be money involved. But if there is, you mm-hmm. can take the time to save it to get there. And I've also, I've never, I've never validated that excuse. Because I've personally, I've always experienced that if you, there's this verse in the Bible that says, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. Yeah, and I've always... I've always seen that to be empirically true, that if I continue to do what's best for me and my, my neighbor and for the community at large, that the universe will put whatever needs to be in you're my really path. You're really good at that, too. Like, you're well, really good at that. I'd like to think I, I, I could do better, but thank you. But I have I've, uh, I only did that, like, in my mind, that one jump when I left this big career and decided to to a whole different new career, you know? Mm-hmm. And because I had you too at the time, you were like eight or nine yeah. when I left, you know, and so. I think there, I, I don't know, maybe there's just, because I feel like I got that when I was really young, that mentality of just like, just listen, just follow the spirit, do what your intuition says, and you'll be fine. Yeah, and your faith, it's your yeah, faith. Right, and I think that that, I don't know, that's something that's always stuck with me is like, it just, 
because I, I think this is, goes back to what you're saying is so many people are stuck being like I have no options I can't go further or whatever it's like no you're you just have to look at your choices and some of the hard, some of them will be hard choices yeah you know? it starts with honesty you have mm-hmm. to like I said the first thought I had was I don't want to get up I don't want to do the schedule anymore it's, de- it's too demanding I'm throwing my kid on the bus I'm Right. You know, driving all over the world. I'm coming back. I'm all stressed, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I literally had gotten myself into what was a great paying job. Mm-hmm. But it was it was killing me to do it. I just hated it, you know. Right. But I think, honestly, like 80% of Americans probably feel that, you know. Yeah. Like, and, and, and you know what? The true happiness really is because of the amount of time that you spend working mm-hmm. and providing, you know. True happiness, in my opinion, is really finding what's working in a position that's going to make you feel like they, that you enjoy because right. if not you can do it the other way mm-hmm. but you're going to look back when you're older and say you know what 90 percent of my life i was stuck doing something i hated yeah. so they always say what they say find your bliss or whatever mm-hmm. it is worth pursuing in mm-hmm. my opinion because if not you know you're you get stuck and yeah. you're stuck and you can't get out in your mind you know mm-hmm. but anyhow if you look back at this as a school and like i say when you were 18 when you finally got out of school that enthusiasm of oh, i'm finally free I can pick I still whatever. feel that today. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this yeah. this is what's gone on a lot of people. It's like, oh well, I made a choice. I got married, or I had a kid, or I did this, and then now I'm done. You know. And I think I think what the universe is looking for us too is for us to look at the school that way, in a in a from a an idea of you can pick whatever you want to do mm-hmm. at any time in your life. I mean, there's even people that started acting at 60 and 80 and everything else. You right. know. So it's not over till it's over. Yeah. But taking back that power and, and sitting down honestly with yourself, because some of us have extra time right now, and saying to yourself, is this, was I building on the right foundation? Am I happy with what I have going on? And, and being honest with yourself. So now you want to take a look at, the way I do it is I get a planner. Mm-hmm. And I always look at how I'm spending my month. Mm-hmm. So if there's, if there's um Things that I want to work on, I want to add it to that, and, and things that I want to get out of my life, you want to take it out. But you want to, when they talk about spiritual awareness in your life, it's kind of like, I always call it the red dot, where I'm aware. Do you ever go to the mall and it's like there's a red dot and it says you are here? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's where you are in your life. You want to keep looking at that dot and right. saying to yourself, am I in classrooms I don't belong in? And am I in the whole wrong wing? Mm-hmm. Do I have the wrong classmates? Right. Do I have enough electives? Yeah. You know, am I making a difference in the school? Because I think that that's important also. Right. I think, yeah, and I think actually having like a a calendar to do that with is so good because it's a visual representation of how you're spending your time. Right. right? So like, I know when I see you after busy months, you'll, you'll show me your, your calendar and be like, I can see that you had a crazy month just because of it's right there. You know, like you don't have to tell me every detail. It's just... It's just, at a glance. Right. That's why it's they call a, it at a glance. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I think if people did that, people just sat back and looked. Or even just like, think about, think about it this way. If you write out everything that you did for a, a week, right? So like just, you know, you have a calendar. You write every task that you do for a week on that. And you highlight in red the things that you don't enjoy. And you highlight in blue the things you do enjoy. You, you know, then you can see... And obviously, like, it's not just about living a life that's super comfortable and you're happy because obviously there are times that we need to grow and step outside of our comfort zones. Right. But you're not going to be able to do those things if you aren't fundamentally happy because 
that's just going to sound like an extra stress on top of and and happy is such a, a vague big word but content at a place where you feel peace and, and can it's important yeah like i said you know when you like i said you got 40 hours minimum work week or whatever you might as well enjoy it yeah. well i mean that's i mean so. i say this all the time is like this is you know your job is where you spend the most of your life energy you know like and it's unfortunate but it's true yeah and i mean i think you know i think if you just look at humans we are very clearly meant to work and meant to do something but i think there's supposed to be things that are beneficial to us and to society and balance and balance. we I, we've talked about this before but in that book the prophet that uh did you ever read that i can't remember i know i bought you a copy um but in it somewhere it says uh it's better to be a beggar at the gates of the city than it is to work with hate in your heart yep and like i i i think about that you know when i'm at over at the coffee shop and i'm making a crepe and i'm like i wonder how my emotional world or spiritual world or whatever my internal world is being projected onto this person's food and then they're going to go and eat it, you know? So it's, it's all like, energy. Right. And I, I find myself often praying over these things in some sense of just, if I'm at a good headspace myself, if I'm stressed and I'm just like, Marr! but if I'm, if <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. think about how happy I am making this great. Right well, right. Well, actually, so what we discovered is when we were getting training for the coffee shop about coffee, they, the, the man who was doing the instruction, he said that coffee was first utilized by uh, Muslim mystics, which are called Sufis, to um, give them energy to chant the names of God. Okay. So when we first opened the coffee shop, we had this just kind of inside joke of, you know, our prayer being that every coffee we serve is done with the heart of may you chant the names of God, you know, meaning cool. can you do do everything good, you know, per, hold and manifest the best things possible and hopefully you can all start with this coffee or this crepe you know yeah and that's i feel like i feel like if you're at a job where you're not loving everything that you're doing and or um you know happy that that's going out into the world or then it's you're 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 sending out too much negativity and i mean that's a big part of the reason why i don't eat meat is because these poor cows they just die in torture you know and then i'm i don't want to put that in my body you know and i well, mean i tried not to watch the video because i was raised on it and you know yeah no i, and I miss it's, it so but yeah. i know what you're saying it's mm -hmm. it's some of it's barbaric as heck you know the yeah. whole school in general right you know? yeah and I, I i often wonder like because you know looking just looking back throughout history of like is are we, you know, the most deprived in some sense because we are we have such a poor relationship with each other and with our animal brothers and sisters and with the soil that we just we can't have no wonder we don't live in any sense of peace because why should we? You know? There's and I mean there's there's so much more to be said about slavery as as a or sex trafficking and just all the terrible things that are going on right now. I, I well, you know what? Let me not to interrupt you, but I did ask the council about that the one time. I'm like, what am I doing in the school? It's full of all this negativity. And they said, it's just that, Marge. It's a school. Mm -hmm. So it's not heaven. Mm -hmm. It's a school. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the school, there's going to be people learning things like rape and murder and all that, you know? And so there's no way to make the, the classes actually go away when there's no more students for the class. Right. So at one point we were, you know... Uh, they were what throwing Christians to the lions, mm -hmm. and that was entertainment. So now, no longer, 
and mm-hmm. the classroom doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So what they said to me was, you can still be in the school in your wing doing your thing, even though these other classrooms are going along, they just don't apply to you. And I, so, I, I think the more that you are in your own school and shining your own light, that those those classes, the evil ones, they start to mitigate and they start to go away because... Yeah, we're writing our own curriculum. Mm-hmm. We are. And I also so think... So as long as, you know, if you start writing curriculum where I'm, I'm doing these kind of classes mm-hmm. and people start going in that direction rather than rape, pillage, and all that kind of stuff, give them some other options. Right. That this, these classrooms have to have energy to stay. To stay. stay. Right. So if everybody pulls their energy out of that, it no mm-hmm. longer exists. You know? Right. It's no well, longer needed as a, as a classroom in the school, and it can be repurposed for something else. Okay, so to kind of get back to the to the bigger topic at hand, when okay, so you say the first step is honesty, to sit down and be like, how, okay, where am I at with my life? How do I feel about things? Right. Where do you go from there? Okay, first of all, that's the biggest maturity level you're ever going to hit, is when you finally say to yourself, I'm responsible or I'm in control of this. I have uh, options. Okay. Right. So that gets rid of a lot. Once you realize that, that gets rid of a lot of boo-hoos, I'm stuck, this happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you want to you start looking at it. The way I found out was backwards, basically. What am I trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What's the vision? Mm-hmm. So in my case, it's like, okay, I want to stay home with my son more. I want to be able to work but do my laundry when I want to or take a nap if I want to in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted the stress off of me. And I also wanted to share, I was raised to share my property with everybody. So right. I wanted people to come see it and hang out and all that. So you have, to, you have to visualize it as the end result. And sometimes it gets even bigger than you thought. Like I always right. just pictured the house. I didn't picture the barn getting wrapped in and all these other people. I did not picture that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to stay home <laughs> and not drive everywhere because I did... Oh, I did 600,000 miles for AT&T before I retired. So, I mean, I was on the road. That's all I remember doing is driving. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and, and I think sometimes what triggers it too is, like I said, if your life's running you mm-hmm. and you're not running it, then that's somewhere you're off your path. Yeah. That being said, I saw what I wanted to do with my life. And then, and then you go about the idea of making that happen. Mm-hmm. So, you have to start, you know, I mean, you have to start somewhere so i just thought okay i had an interest in this tower card so i thought i'll start reading you know i learned it on my own and then Mm -hmm. i started reading people and they Mm -hmm. started referring and the business grew that way you Mm -hmm. know and then at the same time i was able to stay home and stuff like that what would you say to someone who's like i want to be a a famous celebrity i want to be an actor i want to be a novelist whatever it is right you have to do you have to picture it backwards so Mm. it's like what's required for me to get that title Mm -hmm. and you know because you have to but the the best part is you have a goal Mm -hmm. like it's like i want to be a doctor i want to be this so then you have to go about the steps of making that happen right well i think there's something also to be said about you know don't don't put don't put all of your contentment into what you do for a living you know it's it's you know what they say it's um it's what you do is not who you are. Right. And this gets blended with a lot of people. It's like, well, right. if I quit this job, then I'm going to lose this respect. Or, or this even something or like a janitor or a trash person, or a trash person that's like garbage man. Like whatever the like the best title for that would be. Because we do have like, I mean, even that how I responded to that is proof that we as a society, we don't, we don't understand that people do have values outside of their job. You know, and like that the, those people also have 
you know, moral conflictions and spiritual earning, uh, yearnings and, and things like that. They're not just this task that you see them doing. You well, know? what I would say to people is, you know, that feeling that we were talking about before, I'm 18. Okay, and you remember that? I couldn't wait to get out of high school. When I get out of high school, I'm going to, this is going to be great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've always tried to keep that enthusiasm mm -hmm. and, and keep my choices open as to, I'm 18, even though I'm 58 now, you know? I still have that same attitude. It's like, okay, what, what classes do I want to pick this year? Doing your schedule shouldn't be a nightmare. It should be fun. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, really getting comfortable with learning to put classes in that apply to you and take classes out that you no longer mm -hmm. want. Right. So once you get good at doing a schedule for yourself, mm -hmm. and it doesn't even have to be, you know, it could be in your mind. It's like, I need to get out of this classroom or this or this, uh, you know, wing or whatever. Right. Like some people are in the wrong wing, mm -hmm. literally. So, I yeah. mean, they're spending, they spend their whole day doing stuff they hate with the wrong people. And right. I'm like, wait a second, who yeah. put you in chemistry class? Yeah. You know? And yeah. then what you want to do, uh, son, at that point is you want to start adding in your electives too because you need a balanced schedule. Mm -hmm. Like people need to take a recess every day, mm -hmm. not work all week, all year and wait for two weeks to unwind. You'll never, you're never going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is back to basics. Like I need to, I need a recess. I need a nap or a rest. Yeah. I need to have my exercise. You need and, to have a snack. Yeah. So you want to go back to almost the way it was in kindergarten because look how you felt in kindergarten. You were running around, you felt great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I call it going back to basics, mm -hmm. but if you don't, um, they, I was told, I thought this is really weird, but the council said that they can't really, you can put stuff in trash, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't get deleted until you go to sleep, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. So you have to be in a sleep mode in order for them to delete what's in your trash, what you guys would refer to as the trash yeah. section. So sleep is really important. Like everybody that thinks that they can skip that, it's you need seven or eight hours of sleep. You yeah. need to make that happen. Well, and also it's like, you know, we don't understand sleep very well. You know, I think we understand the cycles of sleep and like how that works to some degree, but we don't understand the process of why we have to do this. Because theoretically, if we just ate enough food, that would eat enough food and good food, it would be enough energy to sustain us. But for some reason, we have to shut down for eight hours and just kind of That's disappear into physical. the void. It's physical. Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah. I think... I mean, we. But it's a third of your life, right? In right, 24 yeah. hours, you're asleep eight. Yeah. So if you're spending a third of your life doing that, you know, you really want to make sure that you have a nice bedroom and you're comfortable and you have that set up correctly also. Mm -hmm. But you need to make time for that, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it all comes back to your schedule. It really does. Yeah. Well, and it also comes, it comes back to intentionality, right? So it's not like. Because I feel like you and I can both attest to this that you don't just. The spiritual path isn't something that just does itself for you, you know, that you That's actually right. have to, you have to put your hand on the plow, you know, and you it's have a quest to, and it's a voyage right. and it's a path and it's, it's tons of fun. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this a lot of times where like the way I see everybody is, I, I see this as a spacesuit and who's in there. Mm -hmm. That's been my favorite thing is to find out who's in that spacesuit, regardless of what it looks like. Right. Um, that's how I get to know people. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Do yeah. it just on the physical of the spacesuit, although some of them are really great looking. <laughs> some of them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, it's really, if yeah, you and make I, it a game to find out who's in there, I've always done that. And I, I, I know that I'm guilty of looking at people and making assumptions about them 
and I love whenever I get um, blown, like when my preset notions about a person gets undermined, you know, because it's no longer about me trying to, you know, project onto the world what I think this person is like, but I'm giving that person space to be whoever they actually are, you yeah. know, and sometimes people are just assholes. You look at someone and you're like, that looks like an asshole, and then it's like, well, he's an asshole, but... <laughs> And, you know, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck. But um, I think, but to be, to, to, to further extend that point, anyone who's acting out of anger or is just acting out of hurt and right. or confusion or, or pain, you know? This was my other great thing. Once I realized that we were all students in the school, mm-hmm. that was huge because I thought, you know, people, I've hurt people, they've hurt me, mm-hmm. right? And, but you, you think, oh, I'll never forgive them, you know? But then I realized to myself, we're all learning together because we're here at the same time. Yeah. So when somebody says, "I'm never going to forgive that person," I say, "Never is a you know, never is just time, forever," right? and it's just like you you feel like carrying this for forever. That sounds yeah. like a, a burden. If I've know? run across people that I didn't care for what they had going on, or I just said to myself, "I'm not doing classes with that person anymore." Right. So I'm going to make a conscious aware awareness effort mm-hmm. decision decision yeah that i'm not going to go there anymore because it either made me sick or upset me it wasn't any good for me you know i do think there are times when you know the universe just throws you into a classroom that you might not want to be in but it's best for you to be in you know only you can decide that you know when it's but that's what i'm saying is people are forgetting that they have the decision to walk in and out of a class at any time right um, back to that spacesuit thing too. Mm-hmm. Like people getting all caught up on the on the color of it and the sex of it, and and the we were talking a little bit earlier about you know are you gay or this or that or you you know um, when I asked my shaman I wasn't sure if he was gay or not, and I actually said to him George are you you know I know it's not my business but are you gay because just out of curiosity and he goes what are you talking about he goes what's in the label. He mm. said, when I make love to somebody, I make love to who's inside the spacesuit, regardless of the spacesuit is a male or female. Right. If it's black or white or purple or green. And so I thought, wow, he really is just going energy to energy. He's completely ignoring the spacesuit all the way around, you mm. know? Well, I'm sure it's attractiveness, but sure. after that. And I always thought that was a great... I keep thinking to myself, why are we worried about all this stuff when really if people would just look at it from energy to energy? Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you talk about an, you know, eternal life... One of the best things I think that we got from God was this eternal life, not eternal spacesuits. Right. Like these are going to break. They're yeah. designed to break. Right. Made made to fail. Well, not even fail, but made. Yeah, made to fail. I hate right. to say it, but it's yeah. the truth. But you know, you don't. But wanna... failing isn't like again. So like we talked about this off mic is that death isn't death isn't a flaw in the machine. It's part of it. So even the body decaying over time is right. a part of. The, the process of whatever it is that we're because doing. Because you here. have eternal life, not eternal spacesuits. Right. So what's eternal life? You know, there's a hundred billion bazillion universes out there, right? Mm-hmm. And we have no idea what all entails in those. So, I mean, do you really want to spend eternity here on Earth mm-hmm. where there's other schools to, that's how I look at it, there's other right. schools to, to learn other things yeah. from. It's just, it's just whatever's next, you know, and you're yeah. just, and I think people, I mean, obviously death is terrifying because none of us have ever cognitively done it before right so theoretically we've we've died a thousand lives before us and we'll die a thousand lives after us but right now the muck that we're currently stuck in we can only see the death that is you know at the end of the line for all of us right now and i think i think what i find myself lately trying to like calm people down with is like listen 
everyone everyone intuitively knows that there's something next we can't ever define it we can't ever whatever but even even that next stage it's there and it's it's it can be trusted because right now can be trusted because we were talking about there was 9-11 we're all still alive there was civil war there was world war one world war two mm-hmm. i mean you know this goes on constantly remember we were talking about rape class and murder classes and all that mm-hmm. so there's always something going on in the school mm-hmm. and that's what i call the auditorium mm-hmm. so i and i usually when i go into the auditorium where i'm leaving my wing and what i have going on and i'm gonna go hang out with everybody else it's at that point. Try not to yawn. Sorry, I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to. Myself. No. <laughs> but when you go into the auditorium, you really got to watch your energy because mm-hmm. now I'm exposed to all these other energies and all these other people, you know. And so you want to, when the, the spiritual, where does the spiritual come in? The spiritual coming in is like, I'm going to stay aware now mm. of what I'm going into the auditorium. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because it's not just like falling into the like a, a pool of muck you know of like everyone's energy and and that i mean that's a good question is like how do you how do you guard your energy um, well that goes to the computer like i don't i what you guys would call your phone okay mm-hmm. you know how you just don't download everything onto your phone you, you're very careful mm-hmm. okay well if you would treat your head the same way you treat your phone and have it as organized and stuff, mm-hmm. you'd be in, that's all i'm talking about you'd be right. in great shape right so you're you're protecting so when I hang out with you, okay, and we're talking, I'm going to leave everything in between us. I'm not downloading every word you say, mm-hmm. okay? And that's a huge skill to learn right out of the get-go because right. most people download every soap yeah. opera. And Especially every- empathic people. They just, they don't, it's hard for people who are empathic to not feel like they're taking on all of that. Right, but you, have you, to, you, but have you to. can't, you can't carry someone else's burdens for and them. you have to stay aware that you're doing it. Right. Right. There's, so if we're having a conversation, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, keep that in the cloud, mm-hmm. okay? And then as we're going along, I'm going to aware, be aware and decide what I'm putting on my hard drive based on what you're telling me. Right. So I'm protecting it from garbage in, garbage out. Okay? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's this like, I always thought that this was an interesting story of, from Jesus uh, in the Bible. He's walking through a crowd of people and somebody reaches out and touches him and he says that he can feel the energy leave him he's like he's so aware of his internal world that when somebody just touches him and takes his energy without his consent he's aware that it's gone because he's he's so aware of it and or maybe like a gas gauge right maybe and he knows i think like if he's full and if yeah and i, I think that's it out of you I think I think there's something very I mean awareness is so important insofar as you need to recognize that you are the one observing everything you are not the things that you are observing I mean you are but they're extensions of who you truly are so even your thoughts your your feelings those are all things that you observe there there's a slight disconnect between the you that is you and the things that are happening to you even right. if they're your emotions which are feel so internal but they still exist on the screen of your awareness and so you have the option to either a put them in the proper place or b just let it run crazy and then you just fall into it and don't realize that you're separate from all those things right and and, and that's huge that the the spiritual when they say a spiritual awakening first of all i've never seen 
you know, once you get aware, it's really hard to go back to the unaware. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the <laughs> eyes close. Yeah. Now, sometimes people that are aware decide it's too scary, and I'm just going to go back and do the, you know, the, the regular. But um, once you become aware like that, it's not just I'm aware of my spiritual stuff. Now you got to start being aware of everything you're doing, the classes you're picking, your classmates, who you're hanging around with. Right, because it's doing. all connected, and it's all projections of. And it's all it's all going to either feed you or take from you, you know. So it's what are you? I mean, yeah, I, and that that is a really easy uh, way to decide if you really belong in a classroom or hanging out with somebody anymore. Mm-hmm. So, well, if you go back to this idea of a school and you getting to pick everything, right? Mm-hmm. What I always say to people is start with a homeroom, you know, pick a, a place you really. Native Americans are big on sacred space. Mm-hmm. You really need to have a place where you feel safe, where you mm-hmm. can be yourself and relax mm-hmm. and unwind. So you want to pick a homeroom, and then from there, you want to start adding classes that you find interesting, right. and then add your electives. And again, we all have to do certain classes, but what you don't want is a schedule where you get up in the morning and it says you have to do English, math, geometry. That's where I found myself at AT&T. Mm-hmm. I was like, I hate this whole thing. Like, I don't want to do any of this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I had to scrap it and get well, a whole new schedule. Not, you know, obviously, I've, I've been at this place in life, but it's amazing... There's something to be said about the the persistency of the human spirit. The fact that we can continue to convince ourselves to, to go to a job that is literally killing us. You right. know, like, there's something about that drive within us. And if we learn to take that drive and aim it in the proper direction, then we're no longer... It's see, huge. I mean, how much how much of your... Let's assume, like a gas tank. Let's assume you almost have so, so, so much energy in the day. A part of that energy... I mean, how much of that energy is spent on just getting you to your job? And to try to not fucking blow the place up, yeah. you know, from just being overwhelmed by just everything. And, I mean, everyone has a, a shitty family life and a shitty, like, extended world around them, you know? Like, so it's... I, so do you think... Sometimes I think that's why this happened. I think there were so many people in the wrong school, wing, classes, you know, uh, subject matter, everything. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe sometimes... You know, the higher beings look down and say, you know what? This is a mess. They're miserable. They hate it here. It's not supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be. And I often say to myself, when did this stop becoming fun? Right. And so I would back up then even and say, okay, this needs to get out of my life now because mm-hmm. it's making me unhappy. You right. know? And again, it's this, are you staying aware your whole time through, Tim? Mm-hmm. You know? And this is what I always say to people too. Quit being so hard on yourself. Like you try, okay, when we were in school, again, you got an A or you're a loser, you know? Mm-hmm. Not in life. Take the class in life. If it doesn't work out, give yourself a C and leave. Right. You know, so, so that's the neatest part about it is no one's grading you. Right. Or you know? should be. No one should be. I think... I think They can be- do it all they want. They're still not grading me. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Well, it's not up to them what's, what's you know, and like, and it's it's ridiculous to be like, you know, we we talked off camera about the idea of we're all running a race and we're all just running this race together and we don't you know it's we're all in the middle of it trying to figure it out you know it's a marathon that we you know not necessarily knew every hurdle that was going to be coming towards us you know so there needs to be there needs to be so much grace i'm i'm such a huge proponent of grace because we don't know what the the person that we're walking by on the street has gone through and i'm i i can say with the utmost certainty, if that you were born to that person's spacesuit, you would have gone through the exact same thing that they would have, and you would have ended up at the exact same position, whether that be 
you know, a crackhead or a prostitute or a, a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. It's all that was just their path that they're on and they have their, you know, they're going to have to answer to God just like everybody else. Well, what's right or wrong? Anyhow, we've talked about this already where some people come in and they're only here 18 years and they get, you know, messed up on drugs and they kill themselves and they cross over and everybody goes, what the heck was that about? Well, you know, maybe, and again, maybe, who knows, they were training to be an angel for people with drug addiction. So in right. order to be an angel for someone in that scenario, I have to take the class. Right. And so, I mean, who knows? I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, not everybody comes in and does 80 years, mm-hmm. you know? And even people that have done 80 years, if they're mean and awful to people, you know, what's the difference? You know? Right. So I live longer, big deal, you know? Right. And I think there's something to be said about having that perspective of, you know, everything everything belongs and everything here is for the betterment of everything here. You yeah, know? that's what I was saying before. I don't think God hates us. I think maybe he's just saying, all right, let's take, wait a second. Right. You guys are running amok here and you're miserable, depressed and all that. That's that's not right. You right. Know? So, and I do, I do, I don't, see, I, I was hoping. the onus is also on you to fix it. Right. You know. Because it does, and I, I think that this, I'm, I know that people can relate to this because I, I feel like I struggle with it, is I I pray a bunch or I'm just like, God, I really want this to change. I really want this to change. And then it doesn't. But I also know that there's things that I could do to to offset that change or bring about that change. Right. And it's just about doing those things. And it's I think a lot of people are waiting for like, a, you know, just a dream job to pop in their lap or something like that or... They don't want to do the shitty job that means to get to that dream job or whatever it is, you know? Well, it's this, you know what else I noticed too is the people that, because you're, when you get older, you can look back on people. The people that were more flexible in their life to change mm-hmm. and not so rigid, the mm-hmm. rigid ones cracked. Mm-hmm. The flexible ones learned, okay, this, I'm going to have to do this for a couple of years. It might not be what I want to do, but. Well, that's what I've, I've heard this somewhere that all. One of the, a common fact of centuri- centurions, people that have lived to be over 100, is that they don't let things bother them so much. They're yeah. very good at letting things go. Right. And I do think that there is some, like, you know, metaphysical and physical relationship there between our stresses and our emotions and our body and our body's ability to move forward, you know? And laughter. You know, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but that in- releases some stuff. What do they call them? Endorphins or whatever? Yeah, uh, uh, and, probably like dopamine and... I mean, yeah, all those, all the good juices in our head. Huh. Well, I mean, also laughter people was... people taking life too seriously. Mm-hmm. I do that myself. And, I do too. And I've luckily had some really good friends that have said, hey, you're getting too serious. This is what we hang around you for. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it happens to all of us. Again, it's that I have to need to stay aware that I'm doing that, you know? Right. So I always see this, Tim, as like a one-on-one with me and God. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm going to go through this school. I'm going to try and get the best I can. I'm going to try to learn as much as I can, have some fun too. But, I, you know, you don't want to ever run yourself along other people and say, well, he's there and she's there. That's the worst thing you can do is start comparing yourself because everybody's path is unique. Right. And on their own, you know. Right. And then it's just like, and then that's where grace can come back into because then you can be like, I understand that that person is on their own path and I can extend the grace to them. Because fuck, man, it must suck to be somebody who has a terrible life. You know, I've had times in my life that have been terrible, and it sucks. Yeah. And, like, I've, you know, I have nothing but compassion for people that are feel like they're stuck in a situation that they just can't get out of. Well, that's why I try to, like, give you some tools here, you know? Right. It's like start picturing what you're, what. The other thing is, you know, unfortunately, bad things do happen to all of us. 
but you got to make sure that you give it the right amount of thought to like you can't if you even if you've had the worst childhood in the world you you still and and people can acknowledge it you're right you know uh, at some point you got to say okay you know they might have been in charge of my first 18 years but from 1880 it's me right so you know and then you can't just keep blaming Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first 18 years for the next 80, you know? Right. And I think that that's, you know, you see that with Adam and Eve is that after they eat the fruit and the, you know, sin is brought into the world, the first thing they do is start blaming, you know, well, you gave me, you know, you know, Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the serpent, and it's just this passing the blame instead of saying, you know what, like, I put myself in this situation, and that's understandable. It's understandable how I got here. But how do I move forward from here? Yeah, nobody's going to get straight A's. Yeah. Nobody. So, yep. you know, well, that's, you might. Yeah. I've, I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, that just the idea of perfection is inherently flawed, you know, because it's. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at it from that perspective and you look at it, you can pick any class you want in the school, whatever interests you. You can drop in and out without, like we used to get in trouble in high school. Now you don't have to worry about that. So you can try something. If it doesn't work, I'm out of here. You know? Right. Yeah. I took a stained glass class. What a nightmare, you know. I love, I love stained glass. So I thought, this now I don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. So I start making these things, and I picked it up, and the whole thing fell apart. And I, so what did I learn? I gave myself what an F for stained glass class. <laughs> so you, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I got an admiration and an understanding mm-hmm. of what it takes to make these pieces. Right. And no wonder they're charging people the way they are because it's a lot of work. This is, I think there's a, a good nugget to learn to to draw out of that is the idea that it might. All because you enjoy something doesn't mean it's for you necessarily. Right. Like you I, know? You can, like can you can play just appreciate. a little guitar. Right. And I remember thinking, what use was that? Well, at least it saw it helped you get into it and you could, right. you know, take it yeah. from there. And like... You know, who knows? If I was playing the flute, maybe you would be... I'd be the world's best flute player <laughs> right now. Oh, God. But I mean, that maybe that's all it was ever meant to be. There's a multi... You picked it up from there. There's you know? an alternative timeline out there where I'm... A, I'm a folk punk flute musician, and everyone just plays flutes instead of guitars. What a what a crazy world! Something that I'll, like I also an advice that I find myself giving myself and other people a lot lately is just don't focus so much on fixing the whole thing. Focus on fixing one thing because if you can fix one thing, you can probably fix multiple of one things. Yeah. But one big thing is a lot harder than several small things you know you know what but but keep in mind that utopia right like if you can't say to yourself this would really be what's going to make me happy the Mm -hmm. the happiest you you almost have to say to yourself i have no clue how i'll get there but this is how i want to this allow yourself to dream is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. this impossible dream even when i started out with my own business like that i remember thinking to myself you know, there's no way you're going to be able to do everything you want and stay home right. and have that kind of life. And so, but I'm going to work towards getting close to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what, I, what I've been hearing a lot too is like we create your own, your own utopia in the mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. So when I left at and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm looking for my classroom. There isn't one. I can't find one that I can just join up on that's going to make me happy. So I had to create my own utopia basically Mm -hmm. um and so if you can't find a classroom where you fit in then make a new one we can always use some good exciting new classrooms to go to for other people too right well yeah and like i think you do that a lot you just like i'm going to create another classroom today and then you do another one and then you do another one and i love that that about you thank you and and it's fun Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean i love i love being a part of new things because i feel like i mean i've in my life i've 
I've helped start ministries. I've been a part of the uh, coffee shop opening, like just all these things that I just I love seeing new blood come into things because it 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 it's invigorating for people to to see new, you know. And, and then you picked up too, like let's revitalize Pottsville. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people gave up. I know most of us just gave up on it. it's like it's a crap city going nowhere. Mm-hmm. At one time, it was a beautiful place to be, and then it got mm-hmm. you know a little run down. So this whole new let's. Let's, let's breathe life into yeah, it. Breathe yeah. life back in, and it's working. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And now and you got multiple people in a classroom, and they're all in the same goal. You know. Right. So that's all I keep trying to say to people: is don't lose your enthusiasm for the school. Mm-hmm. You are free to change your classes at any time. That's good. So, I something I I try to hammer into people because I I just really all because you can't see the the meaning or the purpose behind you being here or whatever it is that's going on that doesn't mean it's not there right right or it doesn't serve a purpose right you 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 can't see the air i mean you can to some degree you know if there's smoke in it or whatever you can but you it's it's not here and we're breathing it and lord knows what other things are here that we don't see we don't see the whatever it is that doesn't negate its existence you know and and god being the ultimate thing just because we can't see god doesn't mean that there isn't one you know well and what i've had a lot of trouble too with people is with this self-imposed attention mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's what i call it yeah okay so you know i i made a mistake somewhere along the line i'm going into tension i'm not coming out i'm just gonna sit here and that's gonna right. be my world mm-hmm. so my one of my biggest problems with my when i sit down to work with people is i'll i'll, I'll listen to them for a while and then i try to just try to decide like what class is he in what is he into what they're doing you know I mean, some people are running amok in the hallway when they get to my place. They don't know yeah. where they're going anymore. And I always say, start at a homeroom. <laughs> like yeah. Pick a homeroom and figure it out from there. Yeah. But there is people that they failed in some way along the line, which is normal for the school. And, so, you know, they, they've got themselves into this detention room, and they're just looking at an empty chalkboard and still trying to figure out what happened, you know? Yeah. So, again, you want to stay aware that when a class is over, you're reviewing it, but you're not going to spend, you don't want to be um, in a class all by yourself. Is how right. Well, and also <laughs> Where everybody's like, gone and you're still looking at the chalkboard, you know, give right. yourself a C and leave. Right. You know? And like, you know, obviously there's something to be said about like, you want to make amends where you can and own up to your wrongdoings, but you don't want them to be the thing that defines you. Right. So it's similar to your job, like all because you do this or you, you did this doesn't make that who you are that's correct and unless like, you continue to go on that theme right you know yeah and i think you know but i think there are options and, and ways out of probably most things is just trying to figure out a way to do it and but also you want to have the wisdom that you don't end up there in the first place so it's but i understand that you know life circumstances or or whatever it is doesn't isn't always your friend you know yeah. and and even with when you're picking you know, you're picking your schedules, your electives, your your stuff, and then you want to pick classmates. So when you talk, when I talk to people, I'll say to myself, you know, is this a classmate? Is it just someone in the school, like when we were kids, so that I know, mm-hmm. or is this somebody I want to do classes with? Mm-hmm. So, and then this is a big one, guys. You gotta. This I think has helped a lot of people that I've worked with. You know, actually think to yourself, whose classes are you in that you might not supposed to be in? Mm-hmm. So this, I have trouble a lot with the parents wanting to keep graduating for the kids even after they're 18. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I always say to people, watch now, if, you're, if your day is I'm going into Timmy's class, then I'm going into my, you know, my brother's class and my sister's class and my aunt's class. Right. You know, and then they're like, what's happening in your life? Nothing. Well, it's because you haven't been in your own wing. Yeah. 
you know, there's a wing in the school with your name on it. You want to make sure you get in there and get your classes done because that's why you came here. It wasn't to graduate for you or to graduate right. for anybody else. But that doesn't, you know, obviously that doesn't take away from caring about other people and checking in on them. It's just the idea of you can't carry, you can't do their classes for them. They can't graduate for you. I right. can't graduate for you. Meaning you, you can't make the choices for me that I'm supposed to be making well, or, and, or learning or you can't learn the things for me that I'm supposed to be learning, you know? And or if I graduate free, I get an A and you get an F. Right. And guess what happens? It happens to you again. Right. Then I have to go back and take the class. Yep. That's what I've noticed anyhow is if somebody else graduates for you, it pops up again sometime in your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. And soap opera classes. Mm-hmm. You know, those are my other favorite. Get out of detention, get out of soap opera, and you wouldn't believe how your schedule will clear up. <laughs> soap opera classes where you're just you know I'm gossiping I'm finding out what's going on with this person and I'm that being person. angry about this person I'm letting this ruin soap my day soap operas yeah mm-hmm. and if you take I had this one friend she took she took a look at all the classes she was you know involved in and knew what was going on but she thought these are not I'm not even supposed to be in here mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get out the soap opera time on the phone and all that and she mm-hmm. was like holy cow she goes I, I had like I opened up like eight periods of a day right yeah. That she was able to now pick more constructive classes for herself. Right. She it, she had more of the headspace because she was no longer cons- concerned about the the trivial crap of life. You and, know? and now it's fun. Now I can fill that all up with electives that interest right. me. Right. Well, we're coming up on an hour. Is there anything that you'd like to say to kind of wrap this up? I just appreciate everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. I appreciate everybody listening and trying to... to you know better themselves and and understand that we're all we are all in this together Mm -hmm. so reach out for help when you need it Mm. and go back to enjoying the school you're not grounded nobody grounded you nobody's making you sit in your house with a mask on 24 7 and stuff like that that mask you know i feel like i can't talk now because i have a mask on so release yourself you want to go by the guidelines of the school but you don't want to, you know, say, I'm, di- I'm miserable, I'm grounded, I'm not allowed to talk, I'm not allowed to work, I'm not allowed to... And instead of focusing on that, maybe spend some time doing what we were talking about today, thinking about how I could, you could spend your time better, you know? Right. And understanding that I really want people to use their own wisdom, their own knowledge. You know, if things don't feel right to you, they're not right, you know? Right. So, right. you know, don't be afraid... Don't just follow the sheep, you know? Yeah. Take, use your own thinking. Use your own thoughts to decide where you want to be and what's going to make you happy. Yeah, because okay. everybody has that intuition. You know, I, yeah. everyone shares in the beauty that of the original source, and they have that within them, and they know the direction to go. And I think people just need to hear what you just said is that they have permission to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the higher-ups are saying you're not allowed to do anything, you can still dream. You can still put your goals together. You know, yeah. you, you, you really ought to, you, are you more know, don't give th- yeah. your power away to these people. Right. And, and understand that you are more than society's definition of who you are and society's and the rules put on to you by society. Yeah, and go back to that 18 year old feeling again of, you know what? It is a school and I can pick whatever classes. And now if I get an F, your parents don't beat you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. So I failed stained glass class. Big deal. You yeah. know? So go do all these classes and go pick some great classmates and, and build your own utopia. Build a wing that you can bring people in and be proud of and let them see. Yeah. You know, that was my biggest problem. I kept building these wings and everybody kept going into my wing and I kept saying, wait a second, where's your wing, you know? Right. So yeah. you want to make a wing that's that great that people want to spend time in. 
Yeah. And if, you know what, Tim? We're all connected. So if everybody would make their own utopia, that's your answer to changing the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. It is. If, yeah. I, if you made your classroom so great that when I went there, I had nothing but a blast, and same with mine and same with everybody else, now you're fixing the school. Right. Because everybody's going within and making their own utopia here. and Make your own classroom. Yep. It's, it's, it's tons of fun. Yep. Well, I don't think we can say anything better than that. So. Well, and thank you for letting me come in and talk to everybody. You'll be back, so don't know what to worry about. <laughs> I'd like that. to retire now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that uh, I don't think that happens for people in our career choice. Yeah, so. I guess not. No. But thanks again. I had a blast. I love talking to everybody. Come visit me. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, make sure that you give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Instagram, and we'll have... Uh, yeah, more people lined up and more and fun you know, conversations on the way. Make 2020 the best year you ever had. Everybody's decided it's the worst. I say there's your challenge. Yep. You still got, what, six more, five more months? Five more months. Yeah, make it your best year ever. Yep. Yeah, all right. That's all I got to say. Amen. <laughs>